Okay, stand by here. You're listening to Sportscope with your host, Robert Butler, on Northeast Streaming Sports. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Sportscope. I'm your host, Robert Butler. And looks like I'm live on all leaks. I love it when I get going right when I first start. You know, usually there's a big delay one way or the other. Uh, as you can see, I got a lot to talk about tonight. Not sure if I'm going to get to everything. Sometimes I miss a few stories here and there, some funny stories and whatnot. Uh, Kevin Durant, he's going to be back Wednesday. This team is clearly the clear-cut favorite. I know Harden's going to be out. Uh, Ten days, hamstring injury. Looks like that. Jordan Speed got the momentum. Interesting stat I read about him the other day. I'll get to that. National championship game. Paul Pierce. Is he going through a midlife crisis? I don't know. Aaron Rodgers. I thought that was a funny thing on Jeopardy. But the biggest story of the day, the biggest story of the week, you know what kills me about these media people, everybody, is they, uh, let me make sure, get my comments going here, sorry. They, 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 they get fault over these players. They, they have emotional connection to some players, like, like Mel Kuyper. Love Sam Darnold. Love Carson Wentz like they're his family or something. That's one thing you guys won't get from me. Uh, since I've been doing daily fantasy and particularly salary cap fantasy since 2009, I do not have emotional connection to players like these guys. Colin Coward, pulling for the player. Too much of emotional connection. These guys, no, they shouldn't trade Sam Darnold. No, and then the other reports are saying, listen, Listen, the, uh, the, these these reporters out here, the Adam Scheffner, those guys like that, and Rappaport, what what the, the the talk around the league is that if you get a quarterback that's somewhat competent on a rookie contract, you can win a Super Bowl rounding. I keep pounding at home with you guys, you know, and that that's the difference between my show and those shows is because I don't have that emotional connection. I, I I know what the average salary of a normal person is in this country. I understand these are young people, and it's hard pressure to handle, you know. But it, it's one of those things where these guys are so well compensated that they can move around from city to city being traded. They 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 can have everything paid for, renters, moving truck, uh, uh, very nice condo, house to rent, house to own if you want to. So I really don't pity these guys like some of these other uh, media forms, sportscasters, uh, radio personalities, or whatnot. But first, I do want to give Kathy, uh, my fan there, give you a shout-out, sending a donation to uh, Sportscope. I've been working on a Patreon page. Uh, a little bit more difficult than I thought it was, but if you want to... Uh, contribute to this program financially. It's a lot of work, a lot of money. Uh, you can go to use the Zelle, Z-E-L-L-E app, sportscope at gmail.com. Any donation would be greatly, greatly appreciated. We're working on getting 
you know, advertise and I've reached out to some of my favorites of some of my top radio shows. But anyways, okay, so let's rewind everything to the most important story of the uh, in, in this week, and it's not none of that. It's nothing to do with Masters or championships or anything like that. Sam Darnold traded to the Carolina Panthers for a sixth round in 2021, and then you got a second round next year and a fourth round this year or next year. So basically, uh, Carolina gave up nothing this year. But I will say this: I, I was thinking just a second round alone. So it was three picks. That wasn't bad. They still got Darnold for uh, this year and on, on the fourth year, and then next year they can get the fifth-year option. Uh, you know, I, I like this play here. This guy's much more athletic than a Teddy Bridgewater, stronger arm, much more upside. Teddy Bridgewater and, and Alex Smith are both stopgap quarterbacks. These are not – and I said this last year when they – when they had uh, brought him in there, I know I said this is going to be a stopgap guy. They don't have the, they don't have the, uh, what do you call it, the the draft capital last year. They didn't have the capital. There was no other players available. So it, it's going to be what this does is what this really does is it opens up the quarterback market for everybody else. This is huge for New England fans. This is huge for Denver. Okay, and how does this carousel work? Okay, well, let's go through it real quick. Let's go through. Let's go through the mock draft. Okay, Trevor Lawrence and Zach Wilson seem like they're inedible. I remember there, there was there was still even Corey Davis, uh, newly acquired wide receiver for the uh, for the Jets, said, "Well, I think I'm gonna be working with. Um, I think that I'm gonna be." Uh, working with Sam Darnold. That's my understanding. Oh, by the way, everybody, let me make this announcement. If you Twitter folks, if this goes dead, I am live on YouTube. Sportscope will have its own YouTube channel. I'm on the Northeast Stream YouTube, but I'm also on my YouTube through StreamYard. So uh, we, we are live there. But anywho, and I want to thank Kathy for contributing to the program again. Thank you very much. That was very much appreciated. But going back here, okay. So now you've got you've got Darnold. Uh, he, he's going to and, and this idea, this idea that <clears throat> Carolina and I know Mike Tannenbaum. He used to be a Jets GM or Miami or maybe it was both, but he was not really good. He, he's out of a job. Former GM was set on ESPN. He thinks Carolina may draft the quarterback too when they still got Bridgewater and they're taking on Darnold. That would be foolish. Now, that, that would get a GM and a coach both fired. I do not agree with that. I do not think that's going to happen. I think they're going to roll with Darnold this year and see what happens. So, you've got, you got Lawrence at one to, the, uh, Carol, uh, to Jacksonville. That's a given. Zach Wilson seems like he's a 99% likelihood there. Uh, and, and then, of course, the three pick. I'm telling you guys, when there's smoke, there's usually fire. I'm saying Mac Jones go. I don't agree with it, but from what I read, and I talked to you guys about this last year, I did not believe. I did not believe that Kyler Murray was going to get picked uh, all the way up to draft day a few years ago. I thought they were going to. I thought that was a whole big smokescreen. All this talk about smokescreen. Now I think they're going to take Mac Jones at three, San Francisco. So now this opens it up for 
four. Now, four, that is that belongs to the uh, Atlanta Falcons, all right? There's a lot of talk today that the Falcons would be interested in trading down. They're getting multiple calls. That That's the new big valuable pick. So that takes out the notion that they're going to draft the quarterback at four. A lot of the mock drafts that I'm seeing are saying that they're going to take Cal Pitts. Cal Pitts may be the best non-lineman, non-quarterback in the draft. There's not; It's harder to find a good tight end than it is a wide receiver. Pretty deep receiver draft, you know. So I'm saying that somebody's going to make a move to go up there. Is it Denver at nine? Or do they simply take Cal Pitts and they don't trade down? My guess is they probably take Cal Pitts and don't draft down because you still have uh, Trey Lance available, and you still have um, you'll still have Justin Fields. You, you'll still have Justin Fields available there. Justin Fields, with that report last week, I'm going to stand by this. And and if they take Fields at three guys, I always come in here and own up when I'm wrong, and I and, and I may have made a mistake. But Justin Fields is going to be that guy. So if you are a Denver Bronco fan, you have a clean shot. Go get Trevor Lawrence. I think he'll be there at nine. I do not think uh, – I think New England is either going to go after Garoppolo. By the way, they're asking a first-round pick for him. I think Tor, I think when we get right down to draft day, I, I think they'll come down a little bit, and I think they'll make that move with New England. Even if they don't. Even if they don't. So it'll be New England, and it would be – Denver for that quarterback. So I think that Denver's going to take Lance, the North Dakota State product, at nine, and New England will likely take him at 15. They they will likely take uh, Fields would be the other player at 15. Here's another scenario nobody else is talking about. That's why I'm the best, right? Okay, Mike Zimmer is coming into a hot seat year. Met this team a few years ago almost got to the Super Bowl. It wasn't with Kirk Cousins. It was with that other guy, the, the backup quarterback now for the Cleveland Browns. Remember that the year that the Eagles won the Super Bowl, they were in the NFC Championship game. Once they paid their quarterback, Kirk Cousins, Kirk Cousins will be $10 million in dead cap in 2022. He's well compensated. He's a really good guy. They picked 12, by the way, Minnesota. Really good guy, well compensated, made well over $100 million. He will know the situation. Do you keep Kirk Cousins? If I'm Mike Zimmer and Chris Spillman and we and and, and, and uh, Fields at 12 falls in our lap. Remember, Ben Roethlisberger was drafted, what, 11-12? Ben Roethlisberger was drafted. So Justin Fields, who has got this work ethic issue thing hovering over his head, I think he falls past. He's the last big quarterback to drop. He's going to be number five, in my opinion, as of now, not unless something happens. So I think that that Minnesota, they'll still have field, they'll still have Cousins this year. But if you're the owner and you see Fields there, and they don't make the playoffs, you say, "Well, we got one more year here. Let's try to let go ahead and let." Cousins go, 
and we could build this team back up with Justin Fields. We could build this team back up with Justin Fields on his rookie contract, like the Jets want to do with Zach Wilson, like obviously Trevor Lawrence there, Mac Jones with San Francisco. But I will say this, going back to San Francisco, there's still that indication that maybe they just simply keep Garoppolo. He comes in fully motivated, focused like a laser beam, like a Aaron Rodgers did. And had, they get him back to the Super Bowl. And then they let him go next year. Take in Mac Jones. Keep all your big play. Because now you're coming up on, in 2022, you're coming up on Joey Bosa or Nick Bosa. You're coming up on a lot of those really good players you've had before. And you're still being able to pay a Trent Williams. But so, so basically, that move right there, it opened up everybody. Uh, other potential, um, you know, other potential teams would be Chicago and Washington. I don't think Fields falls that far. But, I mean, it could happen. We saw what happened to Aaron Rodgers, what, 16 years ago now. <laughs> Time flies. He fell all the way down the 20s, and we thought he was going to be the number one overall pick. Uh, I, I, th I think that guy is Fields. If he falls to a Denver at nine. He has the extra motivation. Uh, Vic Banjo's very desperate. They've got to run the game. They've got a good skill uh, set of skilled players there. You got a good tight end. Uh, you got the running game there. Jerry Judy, uh, Sutton. Who's that? Sutton. Really good uh, receiving core there. Now, of course, you are competing with a a really good a really good uh, uh, division there. Now, as far as Carolina, with D.J. Moore, Robbie Anderson, remember, he used to play with Sam Darnold and uh, with the New York Jets. And, of course, you've got the running back. I, I wouldn't have paid him all that money, but you still have, you know, um, geez, what is this guy's name? The overpaid guy that's a great fantasy player that doesn't get too much else done, Christian McCaffrey. Uh, this team needs defense. Now, I'll say this. Uh, I wouldn't trade down if I'm Carolina. You still got that eight pick. If you can't get one of those tackles, whether it be Slater or Sewell, I, I, I would go after – I'm not sure about their cornerbacks. Uh, I would take that uh, Pearsons guy out of, um, out of Penn State. So it's a lot to look at. I'm, I tell you guys, I'm looking forward to this particular draft like nobody's business. I tell you, this is one of the most exciting drafts probably since when Josh and uh, Josh Allen and Baker Mayfield three three years ago, yeah, 2018 draft. This was the most exciting for me probably in three years. Maybe more exciting because we're going to be doing uh, jumping on a helping out with Mac and Jack on their uh, draft show uh, special there. But anywho, in other news, Deshaun Watson. Okay, now these women, these women have came public. Uh, one, one of them's name came public. The other one came and did like a press conference. She's breaking down crying, saying it out about the money. 
Uh, my dad gets red in the face now when I talk about the Watson. He seems like a good guy, blah, blah, blah. Now, so this rules out anything now that you've gotten to this stage. Uh, the police department's looking at it. It hasn't been a legal a criminal charge yet if there is going to be one. But now it's got to the point, like I was telling Mac and Jack the other day, is that this situation with Watson is it's eventually going to creep up to the uh, commissioner exempt list. Not a lot you're going to be able to do there. Houston, it's kind of working out good for them because they're going to lose a lot of games this year anyways. You might as well go with Tyrod Taylor, be a four-win team, go after Spencer Rattler, and just trade this guy when this stuff goes. That, that's what I'm thinking. That's what I'm thinking. Now, if I'm Watson, again, I settle all this stuff. I settled it yesterday. It's going to be an owl moment. It's going to be a chop your losses up moment and go about getting a massage a different way. From now on, you're going to have to get some kind of uh, non-disclosure agreements and all that stuff. Have to really tone it down. Resend your uh, trade request this year and just hold your breath at what the commissioner does. And, and move this whole thing past you. So those are the big news notes of today. Going a little bit backwards here. Carolina hired a new coach there in basketball. I'll get to that in a little bit. Uh, national championship game. Well, a couple things to take about it before the game, before the blowout. Uh, the, the committee got the two best teams in, guys. They uh, That's usually not the case. Think about it. The two best teams, you got a you got a two-loss team with a undefeated team. They're both one and two. Uh, six minutes in, you could tell Baylor was a much better team. Something else there. Gonzaga. I thought this was their time. Uh, I know they've been in a national championship game about four years ago, but interesting stat I saw on ESPN today. They're 0-8 against number one seeds. So Cinderella, it still strikes midnight for Gonzaga. And, yes, that's, I say that for an undefeated team who lost the national championship, but the game wasn't really close. Uh, what was it, nine points? And that was at the, uh, the closest I think it ever gotten. It was a uh, total mismatch there. Uh, I don't want to call Gonzaga complete fraud. They did beat Oklahoma early in the season. They beat Kansas earlier in the season and before the – Regular season started, but it was just one of those deals where there's just they've got to get a little bit closer, a little bit closer. I thought that they probably should have got to, uh, they probably should have got a little bit more aggressive from three point land later in the game because it looks like that Baylor would get back on defense. I would have probably rushed a few threes up before they could get into their sets, but that's just me. Maybe I was panicking, but when they're shooting threes and you're hitting twos, uh, you know, the league can get really bad. So kudos to Baylor. I mean, it's the first championship there for them. Really good coach. It was the top two teams. The committee did the right thing. Uh, it was a great final four. It was not a good tournament. When you've got 11 seeds and all that, that, that's just not a good tournament. The 15 beating the twos, that people say what they want, but that's just that that's not a good tournament. You want one or two good good upsets here and there. But 
I always like to see the build, the build up, you know, the build up to the big finale. And there was a little bit of that with, uh, like I said, now that, that, that semifinal there, that was a great game. 13 million people watched uh, Gonzaga and UCLA. But maybe Gonzaga just had a pretty light schedule and a heck of a, uh, a heck of a bracket there, you know? Okay, going in order. Trying to see what else to cover here. National championship game. Uh, Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant will be returning Wednesday for the Nets. Now, uh, they are the favorites to win the national championship. But uh, what really thrown it thrown me off was I was looking at Odd Shark and their Bolvilia odds there saying that the Lakers who are playing well tonight. I know they got a little bit of a scuffle there. I don't know if anybody's going to get suspended or not, but um, they're still favored in the West. Uh, B-O-V-A-D-A, according to their odds. This is through Odd Shark. Lakers are 170 to win the West, followed by the Clippers plus 250, Jazz 450, the Nets, or the Nuggets 650, and the Suns 1300. I don't see it with this Laker team, uh, but I tell you what—that I mean—that is a good bet right there. I, I would take—I um, would look at Utah there and the Nuggets. I think those are good bargains here. Four hundred fifty for a hundred, six fifty from the Nuggets there with this Laker team may go out to the six-seven seed. I would imagine they're going to be between the four and the five, but uh, yeah, I, I still say this Nets team. People were really concerned about Durant. Looks like he's going to come back Wednesday. No, I don't really have any issue with um, with Harden. I, I don't think that's going to be an issue there. Plus, Durant, he wants to get back to playing basketball again instead of cursing out celebrities on uh, on his on their DMs with that moron. Uh, oh God, I can't remember his name now. <laughs> <laughs> you guys know what I'm talking about here. All right. All right. In other news, I'm trying to see which one to go to first. I guess I'll go to the Masters. Okay, we got the Masters coming up. Jordan Spieth, he won. Uh, been hot lately with his top 10 finishes. He won uh, the tournament Sunday. Now, you guys won't believe this. Jordan Spieth, you know, four years ago, I was saying this guy, I don't, you know, it kills me when people say the next Tiger this, next Tiger, and it kills me too. But I thought this guy could be consistent. He don't, He's not going to be air quote Tiger Woods good, but he's going to be consistent. And, you know, that's the first Sunday was his first win, Jordan Spieth. said four years. First win in four years. And I thought to myself, no bleeping way. No wonder I've been on the Brooks Kapka bandwagon uh, instead of this Jordan Spieth. So this guy, first win in four years. He's favored. I like him to win the Masters come up this week, you know. But I'll say this. When I was 15 years old in 1997, I would never think 20 four years later, that I would be talking about golf on a Tuesday night 
I would have said, you're crazy. But, you know, Tiger's made it that interesting. You know, he's had that wreck. It's very unfortunate. But if you look at guys like Justin Thomas, Dustin Johnson, uh, Jordan Spieth, I just named, Brooks Koepka, these guys all look like – they look like the pro amateur guys. They, You know, they kind of favor uh, Aaron Rodgers and, 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 and Tony Romo's a golfer. You would have never said that in 1997. I thought that was an interesting observation. Uh, as far as the Masters are concerned, I think that it, it it's going to be the weather. It's going to be pretty good. You may have 40% on Saturday of chance of rain, but it's going to be pretty good. Remember last year, I think they played it, what, November? So it's good to see things back on schedule again. I mean, yeah, Dustin Johnson, Justin Thomas, these guys all look like pro athletes. Now, Roy McIlroy, he went in a bad slump. It's like these guys get a little bit of taste of that fame, Kathy, and then they 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 can't handle that big tournament win. Instead of like a Tiger winning 97, 21 years old, he's 98, 99, 2000, goes on a major tear like nobody's ever seen before. And it's it's it, it goes back and makes you want to appreciate that level of play in the uh, in the tournament. So I'm looking forward to that. Really, I, I really am. I, it's good to see things air quote back on schedule, right? Okay, going through random stories, everybody. Random stories. Okay, Carolina. Okay, Carolina. I thought they got a little bit lazy with the how the great Rory Williams retired. Uh, last week, and I went on and talked about him. I think he's top five, top seven all time. Uh, definitely has the resume. Now, I went back and looked. He, you remember, he coached. He was assistant under Dean Smith. Now, this Hubert Davis, uh, when he got his big job, going back to Roy Williams, was 10 years as an assistant for the great Dean Smith. And he took over a big program at Kansas. Just a year shy of that, is Hubert Davis. He was a nine-year assistant under Roy Williams. How ironic. And now Williams is going to retire. Now he's going to take over. So I'm not too down on this hire. Maybe they could have looked a little bit farther outside, maybe checked the pro game. I didn't like Jerry Stackhouse or anybody like that. But uh, I would have definitely checked with Boston's head coach for the Celtics. I would have checked with him because I don't know if he's going to be able to color it in the pro game. I know he's an Indiana guy and all that, but I'm not upset with Huber Davis. I think that you learn under a coach like Roy Williams, give this guy a shot here. Give him give him four or five years. Uh, Roy showed him how to win. You got the name recognition. Probably one of the best schools in the country. I would not rule that out. But I, I, that was pretty interesting. Uh, let's go through my tidbits, folks. Looks like I got to change out my. Stand by. We got to change out our podcast here. I wasn't really sure how long today's show would go along. There we go. All right. So, anywho, everybody, let's see what other crazy story should I get to? Okay, we're staying in basketball, right? So, Paul Pierce, former uh, Celtic great. What a good friend of mine I used to work with. This guy was a huge Paul Pierce fan, huge Celtic fan per se. Uh, they won the championship back in 2008. 
and uh, he had some heroic moments there. Got to game seven in 2010, Paul Pierce from the Celtics, and lost to the Lakers. Now, that was that year I was telling you guys, going back to this Laker team, that they were a four seed and the East, and you could see they ran out of gas. I mean, they did get all the way to game seven of the finals. I got it. But I just feel like that that was too much to ask a team to overcome starting from that that far behind in the seating. Okay, going fast forward until now, Pierce retired in 2017. Been working for ESPN, not a bad commentator. I mean, he's no Barclay or nothing, but he's only been doing it for four years. And he was called live streaming, Kathy, with strippers in the background. I mean, this is a 44-year-old guy. He's made over $192 million in career earnings. He is married, and I'm just thinking, why is he doing that? It's not, it didn't look accidental because he, you know, you could see the strippers in the background, and he was so relaxed and nonchalant. Some are saying he tried to get out of ESPN so he could work for Barstool. That's kind of a crappy way to do it. But, you know, I got a different approach to that. I think that, you know, being a big you know, Tennessee Titans fan here, here out of Nashville, when Steve McNair first retired, he went on a midlife crisis kind of thing too, taking a lot of chances, uh, as, being seen with this woman around town, drinking a lot. He got a DUI here. Got in some trouble that this lady ended up killing him. I think Paul Pierce may be going through something like that, guys. Now, I don't pity guy that too much has made $192 million in career earnings. Don't get me wrong. But I do think that there's some kind of issue there for why he would do that kind of behavior, you know? So I just thought that was really odd. Uh, I mean, ESPN, it was funny, though that they, they waited all weekend, and then they finally fired him Monday night. It's like they wanted to see exactly how much blowback they would get. And then they said, well, okay, we'll fire Paul Pierce. But um, that was a weird thing, you know? The fact that maybe he is – that's probably what he's probably having trouble in his personal life, and he hasn't told anybody. It's between that – and probably a, um, like I said, it's got that, a lot of these guys, when they get done playing these pro sports, you know, they have uh, voids in their life. And I talked about this with uh, Vincent Jackson, who was found dead in a hotel room, former NFL player for the Tampa Bay Bucks. There, there's a void in these players. I don't know if it could be that bad with Paul Pierce, but I think it could be. It could be that bad with Paul Pierce, you know. You hope that he's uh, he's okay mentally. But uh, people say, well, is this part? I mean, yeah, 44, and you're doing something that stupid. You're 24, you're, you're 20, 21, 22. I would say that's kind of an idiotic thing to do. When you get older in your 40s and doing something like that, it seems like a guy may be going through some, having some problems, you know? But I just that was a weird situation there with Pierce, man, I tell you. On a brighter note, this is funny. I got this. I think I saved this off of Twitter. I know a lot of you probably already saw this stuff. But um, 
I just thought it was hilarious if uh, Aaron Rodgers is hosting Jeopardy this week, a star quarterback at the play for the Green Bay Packers. Uh, very good player to watch here. Uh, one of my favorite all times. And he's hosting Jeopardy. If I can find this video, listen to this. This is really funny. This is in Final Jeopardy. Did you come up with the correct response? Who wanted to kick that field goal? <laughs> that is a great question. Should be should be correct, but uh, unfortunately for this uh, this game today, that's incorrect, and you're going to lose zero. Scott, <laughs> who wanted to kick that field goal? So the guy didn't know the answer to the Final Jeopardy question. And so he said it is a Packer fan, Packer Nation. Uh, the relevance behind that, obviously, is the national, uh, the NFC Championship game. And you're down by eight. You're on the five-yard line. Uh, it's two minutes and something to go. You're, the quarterback on the other side, Kathy, is an all-time great. He's won six Super Bowls at that point. You're at home, and, yeah, he was hosting Jeopardy. And the, the common sense thing for the head coach to do is say, we're going to kick. We are going to go for this on fourth down or on the five-yard line or seven-yard line, and we're going to try to get that extra two points to get the eight points to tie the game up potentially overtime. So instead of doing all that, we'll – one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time, Aaron Rodgers, the guy hosting Jeopardy. This idiotic coach, young guy, a little bit older than me, uh, decides to uh, to kick the field goal, and that's why that guy came back. At that's how big and controversial the, this this play will always be remembered. So he kicked the field goal. They do a regular kick back to Tampa. Uh, Tom Brady, another legend, the, the legend, the greatest of all time, gets the first down. They go to the Super Bowl and win the Super Bowl. So the guy said he didn't know the answer to the question, so he said um, who decided to kick that field goal. Now, Rodgers handled that pretty good. He just said, well, you know, good question, but I wasn't answered the question to this answer. But if, what he could have said, if he wanted to be really smart, nobody else brought this up, is those responsibilities are left up to the head coach. But that is the wrong question to this answer. Now, that would have been a big talk of the town, on uh, a talk of the nation on Aaron Rodgers. Of course, he didn't. He played the high role. Uh, that being said, he, he's not one to take any cuts. I understand he's mad about what happened last year with uh, drafting the other quarterback. I get it. In the first round, when they couldn't stop anybody in the running game, you know, but uh, that was pretty interesting stuff there. Okay, Masters National Championship game: Paul Pierce, Aaron Rodgers, Watson, Case, Kevin Durant. Okay, it looks like I went through this show pretty good. See, I never know how long the show is going to be, Kathy. So I do want to uh, thank you again. Uh, Kathy, for uh, donating to this program. If you guys want to donate, I'm setting up a Patreon page. Patreon, uh, a lot more difficult than I thought, of course, just like all this crap. And um, 
or try to get that on by next week. But I want you to subscribe to my YouTube channel because you can use it and share it to Sportscope YouTube channel. You can email it to anybody, uh, especially for you Twitter folks. Use my YouTube channel, the Sports S-K-O-P-E. Look for this logo. Look for this giant logo behind me. Uh, look for that channel, Kathy. Subscribe it. Uh, send it to your friends. Share an email. Trying to build this program up. It's uh, it's a growing program here, and I'm also on the Northeast Streaming Sports. But uh, I, like I said, I'm using Streamyard, and you know, YouTube people like YouTube the best. I notice you guys love YouTube. You love that Pat McAfee show. It's on YouTube. I listen to him. At, just about every day, too. He is hilarious. But uh, I really would appreciate that. But now, going back to this um, Sam Darnold thing, uh, if you're a fan of, of, of the Patriots, if you're a fan of Denver, you're going to get either, my opinion, you're either going to get Trey Lance or you're going to get Justin Fields. One of them, too. I am a believer that... Again, to emphasize on that, that that Mac Jones will get drafted third. I don't, I don't think they should do it, but I'm just telling you what I think they will do. The uh, four down. I really do think they're going to take Mac Jones. Come on that Thursday, uh, April day here in just about three weeks from Thursday, folks. Time flies when you're busy and having fun. So, anyways, that is all I got for tonight. I thought I would be way over, and I wasn't. I'm, I'm 37 minutes in. Um, Carlos, yeah, Zach Wilson. Uh, you got a guy, Carlos, that is going to be on a rookie contract for the next few years. And... You got a guy on a rookie contract. You've got extra first-round picks. You've got another second-round pick next year. You guys are loaded with talent. Uh, this new general manager here and, of course, Robert Sala, they want to keep those numbers low so they can stack the team around Zach Wilson. Now, if you're talking about going after Russell Wilson, uh, I wouldn't do that. I mean – it, it, it's got to the point now where he's way up there in money and they don't have a good enough foundation to build around him. They got a fair offensive line. They don't have a good offensive line. They need uh, better running back. They need some secondary players. Uh, they can use another linebacker or two. They, they've got, they need help at safety. Uh, you know, they don't have that many holes. But you can, you can build up around the court. That's what that's what people are trying to do. Look at the team on the West Coast, Carlos. Look at the team on the West. Look at look at what the 49ers are wanting to do. You know, that's the new thing now. Is get these quarterbacks. Not unless you're going to get a, a, a Tom Brady, a Tom Brady, what nine million dollar cap hit, guys. Not to sound like a broken record, but I got to hit my point home. That's how you win these big games. Tom Brady's, uh, I don't know if you heard this, Carlos, he is putting out some kind of digital brand or something, something to do with autograph pictures. He had his car, rookie card sold the other day for $2.3 million, you know, and 
he's got all that money because his profile keeps going up higher and higher and higher because he's getting more and more marketing, more and more TV time. You see what I'm saying? And when, when you take less as that quarterback, now that's Rodgers. I like Rodgers, but he's probably not going to win another Super Bowl. But you got to have that quarterback to take that big hit. Now, I understand you're going to get some money up front. I, I, I don't even know how – I don't know how well Tennessee's going to play next year because they got to play $29 million in cap hit to uh, Ryan Tannehill, and they've got a new offensive coordinator. That's why if I was Atlanta – I would probably try to draft uh, Trey Lance. It looks like they're going to go Cal Pitts, though, from my understanding. So it's just food for thought, but it, it seems like that's the new way of doing things. You know, Patrick Mahomes, the great Pat, he's already, Carlos, adjusted his salary cap, uh, his uh, structured his contract to help out with the cap because they lost two offensive linemen in the offseason. It's food for thought. Uh, teams, get, players get the football blues, man. They they get the football blues. Uh, whatever. Uh, ask uh, ask James Harden up there in Brooklyn, uh, Carlos. He's got the basketball blues. And the Jets, I I, uh, I just disagree. I, I think they I think they should roll the dice with Zach Wilson. They got a boatload of picks, and they have a. Um, we don't know what kind of coach they got. We really don't. Other than uh, he's probably going to be a good defensive coach, you know. Uh, I, I, I said, uh, and I'll say this, Carlos, and I'll get off here, but I, I said it from the get-go, they should have never gave Le'Veon Bell that money, you know. Of course, that was a whole new, um, different general manager, different head coach. And a lot of coaches, by the way, Russell or uh, Carlos, a lot of GMs and coaches are real high on Zach Wilson. So I don't know about calling him trash, man. When you're winning big games with this guy, I think you'll change your tune a little bit. A lot of people thought Josh Allen was trash out of college because he had a low completion percentage. And I said, no, this guy lifts up the team. I don't know if he's going to be as good as Josh Allen, but I was early on on Josh Allen. And then once I seen him play, then I really got on to him, the Buffalo quarterback. He's got a good shot at the Super Bowl this year. Hey, guys, check out, again, I'm back on YouTube, Sports Scope YouTube channel. Check me out there. Check out the May on the Mac and Jack Sports Show around uh, 7.30 Central Time a.m. So, anyways... Uh, have a good uh, have a good uh, next couple days. I'll be back on here Thursday around 9 p.m. Central Time here on Sports Scope. Thank you. Thank you, Twitter. Thank you, podcast.